Hey everybody, and welcome to the show. And it's been a long time. I know the holidays got got here, and then we didn't do anything through the holidays as far as uh, podcasting or videos or anything. And uh, hey, then sometimes it, you got to recharge the battery. And it took a few weeks, and we said, "All right, let's get going again." And we're going to be doing them every week now for the rest of our lives, forever. New Year, same team. Yes, it is. And this is the Stock Doctor's Prescription. I'm Lee Seiler, also known as the Stock Doctor. We have our megalennial Nikki Ward. We have this Justin, Justin Kenny. The gang is all here, and there's a lot to talk about. But uh, most importantly, we want to hope everybody had a great holiday. Yeah. I know it seems like it's kind of late in the game to be talking about holidays. <laughs> the month's only almost yeah. over, but. I mean, hey, the good news is. It's a lunar new year. 2022 day. is over. Yeah, that's for sure. That was good. And it was a, it was a crappy year when it came to your investment. So we all, we all know that. And anybody who says, oh, I had a great year, you're lying. <laughs> I don't like calling people a liar, but the, but, but, they're, but they're liars. Yeah, they're filthy, lying. filthy liars, like like those guys that uh, that say they don't pee in their wetsuits. Exactly, liars, liars, all of them. So uh, what depends if it's cold water? You're you're peeing. I don't care. I, I, I don't used care. to scuba dive in springs. Let me tell you something. It's freezing. Yeah, you're, you're peeing. I, I don't care. I don't care. Liars. So anyway, welcome to the show again, and um, we will be going over a lot of different things. Look, the market had a, had a rough 2022, but I just want to tell you that. In very, very rare and few occasions is the market, when I say the market, we're talking the S&P 500, is the S&P 500 down two years in a row. In fact, when I say it's so rare, it's happened four times in history. That was crazy when you said that. Yeah. I, I just didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Four times in history. And, and uh, the first one was the 29 crash. So it was two years there. Makes sense. Then there was something in the early 40s, which I think was World War II-ish time frame. Then the 70s. And then 08, 09. So, in 08, 09, I remember that one. Yeah. That was uncomfortable. So it's literally four times. And I may, I may be off a little bit on the years, but it's four times. And here's what's interesting also. Tom Lee of Funstrat, he may, he said, and I think you, you heard this last night, Nikki, when I talked to we we did a speaking engagement for a group. He said that if the market is up, and we always knew the January effect, if the market's up the first five days, so goes the year. Got that. But he said, if you're up the first week of the month. Yeah. There's an eight, after a down year, there's an 85% chance the market's up 20% or better. I think that this was one of the reasons that that the stock doctor has has flourished so well in this this industry is that he's a statistician at heart. Mm-hmm. Anything having to do with with his sports teams, he I, I like mean, a data driven discussion. And that's that if if you enjoy data driven discussions, hang out with the stock doctor. I was such a nerd. I sat there and read baseball cards literally yeah. my entire childhood childhood red baseball cards new batting averages i would calculate them myself and see what the on base first i mean it was it was stupid somehow you're still cool though i, I know i don't you know made it, I, you, yeah but you, you know made what? quite the turnaround we only know we only know the fully polished version we don't know what the 14 year old you don't know the oh, nerd man. you know you never know he's in there somewhere you never know if only if i was 14 like today's 14 year old oh, man i'd never leave my room i would do, I would. I would do damage <laughs> 14 year old kidding me they're you have a crazy. phone. You have a video on your phone. Are you kidding me? Right. I you know. watch movies anyway. Um, movies, so, movies. Yes, exactly. So you'd watch Moneyball. Mm-hmm. So the markets are down last year. We know this, and again, it's a high improbability that uh, it's not going to be down this year. And so far, through the first couple of weeks of the year, we're doing okay. This week, and by the way, just so uh, give you a reference point, we are recording this Friday afternoon, uh, January twentieth at two fifteen. It's about two fifteen p.m. now. So. We have an hour and 45 left in the market. We're having a good day today. We had a, a bad day earlier this week when the Dow was down 600 points or so. And um, and the S&P, of course, followed through. But we're seeing 
a decent turnaround here. And what's more important is some of the stocks that really haven't participated, mm-hmm. which are the big five, are participating. And thanks to Netflix, because they came out, their subscriber, all of a sudden, somebody wants to uh, subscribe to Netflix. Maybe the password sharing thing. I don't know. It could be that. It could also be the ad supported tier. I mean, they didn't really give too much detail about this just absolute shock that they came out with 7.66 million net subscribers when they were only expected to have 4.57 million. So that was a huge beat despite an earnings miss. uh, A massive miss. I wanted to say that they kind of, they were due. They were due, (laughs) but like- They really due. But I will say though, they're like, okay, well moving forward, we're not going to be revealing anything about our subscribers because it's not relevant. It's not important metric. And yet now- And well, they do. This this time it is. Well, so well, it's it is because it, it's worked, right? Because now it's something good to tell shareholders, right? Before we can just shut up about it and never talk about if it. If they were, I assure you, if they were below four million, we might have not, started then we, today. We're not going to discuss we that. Got, right. Yeah, we might have gotten a different response. We also saw Alphabet uh, rose today five percent on news that they're going to be laying off uh, twelve thousand workers. Nothing like having a stock go up because you're you're. Making people well, miserable. You know something? It was an early, early lesson I got, probably in year two thousand, when I want to say it was Best Buy. Best Buy had come out and said, you know, the Geek either, Squad's getting cut. They were they were doing some layoffs, which and, surprises me because I thought nobody worked at yeah, Best Buy. Yeah, I was under the impression that sh- that was that shit <laughs> you was never get any help. That, in that, that shit's been self service since I first walked in the door. <laughs> you know? They were ahead of the game, self service. Yeah, I, but I, I I heard that and then I saw the stock tick up and I. I Asked around, you know, at, at that point, I'm a kid. I'm 22, 21 years old, new to the industry, and they're like, "Look, they just cut their overhead." Yeah, it's counterintuitive, but you, you have know, to think of it like that's, that. That's the way it goes. So that's a that's a tough lesson, especially yeah, if you work. Cutting. At, I say work. I threw up air quotes, especially if you work at, at Best Buy. Best Buy. <laughs> yep. Also, if you work at at least Google under the alphabet umbrella where you're doing your laundry, you've got a snack bar, you've got restrooms nap, and nap sleep pods. pods like, so. Can you imagine these kids are going to have to either go home and fashion their own nap pod or... I don't think they'll have room in their little studio apartments oh, but, for a nap but, pod. But where's home? What if they live right. in a dorm on campus? Well, it's still quite expensive, I assure you. Yeah, yes. I'd say based on you know logistics of where it is geographically, it's not cheap. So, look, I think part of the reason the market was getting a little bit of a bid so far this year is that there may be a sum. When I say sum, it's not it's not totally clear, but there may be a little bit visibility. I mean, the talk is the Fed for sure has two more rate hikes in them, and mm-hmm. then possibly, quite possibly, they may stop or pause for a little while. I mean, and you're hearing even from some Fed governors. Some of them. They're right. saying we're seeing we're starting to see data and the data mm-hmm. is coming in. CPI is cooling. We're down and now at six and a half percent year over year, which listen doesn't it's not great, but no. it's a lot better than nine point one percent, which we peaked at. Yeah, producer price index came out. So things things are going down. Prices are going down. Retail sales were down. Yeah. It's it's also counterintuitive to think that bad news is good news. Well, it shows that the economy yeah. is slowing. Well, the economy is, uh, th- I guess it's all about whether, is there a softish landing mm-hmm. or are we going into a recession? And then we'll have to see about that because it wouldn't surprise me at all for them, the NEBR come out and say, oh, the recession was in, in yeah. early 2022. The one thing that, that I really kind of feel like people need to sort of pay attention to is simply that everybody is concerned with whether or not things are baked into the cake when it comes to the market. And it seems to me, and this is something that, I sort of thought about the other day that 
when when you come into a, a, a new time or a time that there's question marks, that's really what the market doesn't like. The market doesn't like uncertainty. Yeah. So I, I sort of equate it to imagine a game or a sports event where neither team really knows all the rules for the whole first quarter. And the only way they can figure it out is by getting penalties called against them. You know, by the end of the second quarter, everybody's kind of got their feel and they're figuring, you know, they've, they've kind of figured out their path. And that's right. kind of the way I feel about the market. If, if there's any bit of an uncertainty, things are going to be very tentative. I, I feel like there's, and maybe I'm, I may t- be totally off, but I thought there'd be rough sledding the first six months because of that visibility. But my question is to you guys, let's say the Fed and they're going to meet the first week in February. Mm-hmm. So let's say they come out and they only raise a quarter point. Mm-hmm. Does the market cheer that? Thinking that, hey, maybe we're near that pause, or they said, oh, we were hoping they, they gave us some, some indication, because they're not going to say, we have one more left, probably. They're going to say, we're going to be data dependent, yada, 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 we're likely to do another hike in March, we may need it, at to get the Fed fund rate up to 5, 5%. At this point, I'm so punch drunk, based on how the market has reacted to either, you know earlier Fed moves, that I'm not putting my bet on any dog in this race. I don't know how the market's going to react if if they raise a quarter, if they don't raise, if they raise a half. I don't know how people are going to really react that trading day, the next trading day. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like you always say, I don't know where the next 20% is, but I know where the next 100% is. So I agree. My whole thing is that I think maybe, you know, mid-year we might make some halftime adjustments because we're going to have some clarity as far as not just what the Fed is doing, but also what earnings are going to look like because I keep – when we have these discussions about, you know, the Fed and what, what's going to happen this year, you know, and then a lot of people jump on up on the soapbox of like, well, we're just going to have catastrophic earnings. And yes, were they artificially inflated based off of stimulus money? Yes, corporate profits were. But I don't think that they're just going to all of a sudden roll over. They might slightly, but not nearly as much as forecasted and feared. Well, I think that Microsoft, Google, Amazon... All those companies laying off, they're trying to protect their profit margin. Exactly. Yeah. And if we don't that's see... That's one way. That's one thing they can do. And if we don't right. see earnings fall apart, then I think that 2023 is going to end in a pretty spectacular fashion. They can't They can't control, quite frankly, they can't control their revenues. They can't. They can't no. control much. They can't. But they can't control their expenses. Yeah. And that's something that, look, in all these tech companies that we've been on the incline the last couple of years and oh, been yeah. on a major hiring binge. Mm-hmm. That party's over. Talk right. about punch That drunk. ship has sailed. And, you know, anybody that's in the technology sector mm-hmm. probably is worried. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, that, that industry is where we're seeing, as of right now, the, the vast majority of layoffs that are announced. It's, it's not in service. It's not in service industry. It's not in a lot of other industries. I, I don't think of Amazon really as a tech company anymore. Yes and but, no. But do you, does it surprise you that Amazon is laying off people? To me, that's because... How many times? No. If maybe if they could get their routings right instead of having them visit my house two, three times no. a day, make one tell, trip. And I'm going to tell that's you, stupid. This, this plays on what you're saying. Yesterday, I was stuck in traffic, stuck in traffic behind a giant Amazon truck. Right. Finally, I get the. I drive a fast car. I'm that kind of idiot. Idiot. Finally, I got the opening past the Amazon truck. You know who was in front of the Amazon truck? Another Amazon truck. An Amazon truck. <laughs> Going the same place. <laughs> yeah, right. I've seen two Amazon trucks on my street at the same time. Oh yeah. I'm very curious sure. about their logistics, but I'm I'm also very curious about like where are these layoffs happening? Where within Amazon are they happening? Sure. Are they happening in AWS? Are they happening in they you know distribution centers? Because I know that they outlaid way too much as far as trying to make distribution centers when everybody was buying everything off of Amazon during the pandemic, and they kind of 
you know, overcommitted on that. So it can't be drivers. It can't I mean, be, yeah. it can't be. So it's got it's got to be distribution centers. It's got to be, you know, um, office staff, clerical stuff. I, I don't know. I That's don't know either. It makes sense to me. Well, so uh, we talked about Netflix that the market really liked Netflix's earnings. Actually, they relate to subscriptions, not so much their earnings. Right. But they love the subs. And the stock has been on a pretty big move since that quarter they announced last year where it absolutely gapped down from 350 down to 200 bucks. I mean, it's it's bottomed out in that June, middle of summer last year at around that 170. And now here we sit back at 338. Oh, wow. What quarter were they? were these results from? It was after Q. It was so Q1. It was Q. It, well, last year's Q1 was disastrous. Uh-huh. And they've had to work their way back to where they were. And mm-hmm. so this yeah. data is their estimate for this quarter or the, the, the end last. of quarter? It was their la- the last quarter, which I will tell you what it is. Because I, you know, I don't I mean, know if they're on a fiscal year. i got to make I'm sure. just sort of feeling like there's, there's, uh, there's quite a bit of hype around some of the shows, some of the content that they have. I mean, uh, everywhere I look, I'm hearing this. This song from that Wednesday show everywhere. Okay, well, oh, there it's everywhere. I love that show. Do you? I, oh, I it was really, really. It was so good. It was really enjoyable. Well, I, I'll say this: that that was their uh, fiscal year report. Okay, so it was for the whole twelve. Okay. Yeah, they had. Well, they did the quarter, and that was their fiscal year. However, it was just there on a calendar quarter. But next week is really uh, gets busy because that's when some of these tech companies start to report. You have Microsoft on Tuesday, Tesla, which is going to be a very interesting report. Yeah. Because of their cost, uh, their their price cuts, mm-hmm. and, and why did they do them? Why? So you have uh, Microsoft on Tuesday, Tesla on Wednesday, and there's others. I'm just I'm just giving you the highlights, and then Visa on Thursday. Then the week the Fed meets, oh, you I have GM, Meta, Apple, Amazon, Google, Qualcomm, Ford, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a high uh, high high octane week, huh? It's going to be. Uh, Huge. 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 Okay, so um, let me get to a listener question. And um, let's see here. This is Frederick from Altamont Springs. Frederick says, I am getting close to retirement, and I'm starting to think about looking for investments that can give me income. Would you recommend annuities or bonds? And when I do retire, should I have most of most or all of my money in those investments and not much in the stock market? It's a really good question because a lot of people have this same conundrum. Mm-hmm. And it's that balance. And here's what's interesting is that last year, 2022, was the absolute worst year in history, not in 50 years, in history for the bond market. On average, the aggregate bond index down 15%. Mm-hmm. Municipals, municipals, safe, down 15%. I mean, just the whole fixed income is supposed to be a safe haven. Yeah. I, I lo- the reason I like Frederick's question is that, you know, you hear bonds and you're thinking about last year and you're you're sort of like retrospectively going, oh my goodness, if this, if this question had been mm-hmm. asked prior to what we just saw in the bond market, how would that have affected his retirement and his sequence of returns? This exactly in this exact snapshot, what are we looking at going forward? How is the bond portion of these portfolios gonna gonna perform? Well, I mean, I, in I this think environment, at least now though, you, there is some yield out there to yeah. be found. Mm-hmm. Right, there is yield. And so there's yield. So you yes, and first of all, there's there's two different animals between an annuity yes and a bond. So that's probably enough information we could talk about for one other episode. But annuities do have, many of them have some very good income, we'll call um, 
features that someone can get guaranteed income from their investments for the rest of their life. Correct. Right. It can serve as a way the to term annuity. You annuitize that that asset. I like and I like that the the fact that you're sort of breaking down what the word means. And I also want to point out the fact that there are various types. Sure. And, and if you hear a horror story about one particular type of, of annuity, that doesn't mean that they're all terrible. Some of them may be incredibly suitable for, for you, and, and you've got to sort of determine. Mm-hmm. Look, there, there are annuities out there right now. We use them for clients because they are conservative in nature for the most part. And one client, we just put an annuity because she loved the fact that if the market, the S&P 500, is flat, mm-hmm. Or anything positive. It could be 1%. Over one contract anniversary. One contract so anniversary. One year. date to the next year. Yeah. So let's say it was it's, it's January 10th of 23 to January 10th of 24. Mm-hmm. If the market is up one-tenth of 1%, they get nine. She gets a positive. She gets a bump. Nine. Right. That's awesome. Now, if the market's up 20, she gets nine. You get nine. But if the market's down 20, she gets zero. Right. And I think- She that, can't lose. I think that people hear the word and they associate it with something like, you know, that they heard about 10 or 15 years ago where, oh, they locked up my money forever. If I needed my money out, it would have cost a, a huge amount of money. Um, it, there would have been a huge penalty. There, there are all sorts of, of, of negative connotations that go along with these things that don't accurately describe every aspect of what an annuity can possibly and we be. We don't know, which is a, a very important element to this, we don't know Frederick's age. And we don't know what type of annuity Frederick is asking right. about either. So, but I will tell you this because I have a, a, I just looked at a client's annuity that just turned 65, and he held this annuity for five years. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is that once he got it, held it five years, he is now, can, he can get, doesn't have to take it, 6.4% on his money income for the rest of his life. Forever. So if he lives to 105, and technically there's no money left in that contract, he still gets his 6.4% where that monthly income comes out to be. And that exists even if the contract completely gets pillaged, even if the contract value goes to zero, even as long as he's alive, he's in the bank's pocket, he's burning through their money. So the difference between an annuity and a bond, Frederick, is that you're not going to get that kind of income in a bond probably. No. Uh, Even tying up your money for... I mean, literally, the shorter-term bonds are way better than longer-term bonds. That hence the inverted yield curve. Mm-hmm. I was telling Nikki before we got on the air, a six-month Treasury bill is paying like four point seven percent, and a ten years at three point four seven. Right. I, so I've you, been around a minute. I've been around a while. Sure. You know, I've never seen anything like this. So you put your money away for six months, and you're going to net net two point three five percent on your money. That's what you get. You definitely want to in in this environment. You want to stay towards the short end of the yield curve. So sure. I would max two years. So, I mean, here's the, that's the problem with Frederick, though. Yeah. If he's only 65 or, right. or young, to, you can't lock in. Right. I mean, and short term, when these roll in two or three years, you may not mm. get it. So a combination of an annuity and some bo- fixed income doesn't have to be necessarily bonds. could be other things. Also, I love this year dividends. Sure. Looking sure, for right. the dividend aristocrats. I mean, that is something that can get you some income while – Technically being invested in equity, so and you might have growth part, upside. That was the second part of that question, is that mm-hmm. should you have no exposure, basically, to the stock market? And what Nikki's saying is that the stocks that pay dividends have those great balance sheets are the stocks that are working right now. Right. So, Frederick, the answer to the question is yeah. No, the answer is <laughs> comes you know, yes. What drives me insane, what drives me insane, and I'm sure it's everybody else's, I don't like the word, but pet peeve, is hearing somebody ask a question, 
And you know the salesy people on the other end of that question are doing everything they can to avoid answering it because right. they want to get their meat hooks into you when nobody else is listening. Right. Frederick, you brought up some great ideas. We'd like to expand upon them. Call the office. Reach out, 407-831-8002. Um, ask for Justin. Or you can ask for somebody. You can ask for anybody, yeah. yeah but Justin is <laughs> there to help you, quite experienced, <laughs> and, and he can do that. You know, look, it's funny because we're not – we do this for informational purposes. We hope that if you if we say something – that you we say something you hear that you say hey that sounds pretty smart maybe i'll call these guys that's what we're hoping and once people do call us and become clients they tend to stay there mm -hmm. and we tend to get their kids yes and, and you know now we're working on some people on the third generation no and you know what i also want to bring up the point that we also have people that did buy somebody else's snake oil yeah. And came back. Right. We have a list of a group. And, and, and when we do these client events, it's always fun to mention that some people did decide to see what else was out there and made the right decision ultimately. Came back in a few years. Right. I had enough. Right. So, look, uh, is, is that the devil you know? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> At least he's funny. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, look, so we, we're here to help. And, we, you know, Nikki and I spoke at an, a, a VFW event last night, which mm -hmm. was really it was our pleasure because, first of all, uh, veterans – and law enforcement people are near and dear to our hearts. Top, top tier. They've I mean, made sacrifices for us. It's the least we can do to take a drive out there I'm, and talk to them. I'm sitting at this table, a, 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 you know, a descendant of, of you know, wartime veterans. I, I look across the table and I see kids of, of retired, you know, law enforcement. This is these are these are our people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, it to, and they were so appreciative. And to me. I appreciated being there. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't, and I said, you know, you don't have to thank us. I mean, we're here, and again, it was the same thing. We went in there, made a little bit of entertainment, yeah. told them what we thought, gave them one of the, some of the reasons why the market did what it did last year, and you know what? Again, if they need some help, they want us to take a look at their portfolios, we'd gladly do it at no charge. We do portfolio reviews at no charge. All you have to do is call the office, 407 831 8 Zero zero two. You can ask for anybody, Justin, Nikki, <laughs> myself, and um, you know one other thing. When we're talking about fixed income, there are other things that we like too, and we've been using uh, storage and warehousing mm -hmm. for some fixed income. And it's actually not only fixed income; it's actually a growth and in income play. It's also, I mean, real estate historically has been a great hedge against inflation, so it's also something that's protecting your purchasing power as far as storage and real estate are concerned. You know, the thing I like about about the space, without going into too much detail, is just the fact that it's it's sort of, it's I don't want to say hedge, but it, it's it's defiant of some of the things that, that tend to, to cause problems for people. You've been a landlord, Justin. Yes. <laughs> I've been a landlord. Yeah. It didn't end well for you. No. Well, I mean, it did in that I got out and don't want to do it anymore. Well, you had to kick people. I mean, we've I, all had to do it, that landlord. It was and a nightmare. I, and I had to pay for storage for them. Yes. <laughs> yes. So when somebody leaves a storage unit, mm -hmm. they sweep it out, change the light bulb, and they're good to go. Rent yep. it again. And they just go back to the line of people waiting to rent that space and say, all right, who's next? And talk about a hedge against inflation because those rates go up every year. Oh, but I mean, if things go bad, people, I, I don't, I'm not acting like I'm benefiting off of somebody else's misfortune, but. Things go bad. People lose people houses. in transition. People, people in transition. Sure, they yeah. need this. This is this is a service that that people pay for. And this this is a real estate opportunity that we look at for some clients. It's not suitable for everybody, certainly, but um, it's something where hey, if if somebody's looking for growth and in income, this is a really boring way to do it, but it's so efficient, and in this environment, could probably work really well. Listen, mm -hmm. after the last three years, bring on boring. Yeah, please, <laughs> <Say> boring. <laughs> please.
So we're going to wrap things up today. But uh, by the way, we have uh, it's 2.33 on Friday, January 20th. And the market's still hanging in there. The Dow up 200, the S&P up 56, and NASDAQ up 237. So NASDAQ's up over tech, 2%. Yeah. And tech is is rallying today, which is good to see. I, I, just, I just did, actually. I wrote some covered calls on NVIDIA. Good idea. Which is a, a strategy we can talk about another time. But listen to this. The stock was trading at like 175. I sold next month of February 180, and I got nine and a half bucks. For 180? Yeah. Uh, so it really means I get like 184. So somebody thinks the stock's going to 184. I was going to say, I'm betting either the either the chart looks like OJ Simpson's lie detector test results <laughs> or. And to me, I look at it as that. We have profits across the board on it, so yeah, an extra nine dollars. Why not get that nine bucks? Would I would I like month. would I like to see the stock up nine bucks from here? Sure, I just did that. Right, yeah. you just did it yourself. Yeah, you didn't have to wait for it. I manufactured a nine dollar gain. Exactly. And if it gets taken away at one eighty, so what? We got nine bucks. And yeah. it wouldn't even really get taken away until it hit one eighty four. Well, not necessarily, because Justin had, and that's the way it used to be years ago. But now I, those contracts change hands so yeah, quickly. I, yeah, I, I don't even. I, Sorry for another time. No, yeah, exactly. There's 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 more than one full show to discuss about this topic, but you know, take this to heart. If if your guy's not being proactive like we are, call us and talk about it. And that's another way to get income, by the way. Yeah. Writing covered calls. Great Very way. conservative way to get some income. And I mean, you gotta be prepared for losing the stock, which it's it's not an ownership, it's a rental, so I don't care. Right. Anyway, hey, thanks for joining us, and I'm glad to be back with you guys, uh, the Stock Doctor's Prescription. Give us a call at the office, 407-831-8002. On behalf of Nikki, Justin, I'm Lee Seiler, the Stock Doctor. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Miss Kenny. Molly Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> Molly birthday. Kenny. Happy birthday. All right, guys, we'll see you next week.